0: What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. We were supposed to be reading uh, Ephesians chapter 5, and I think I sent out 21 through the rest of the uh, chapter. And I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a few verses, beginning at verse 21. I'm reading out of the, the Good News Translation. Um, and if anyone has any difficulty with what I'm saying in this translation, please say something. Verse 21. Submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence for Christ. Wives. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband has authority over his wife just as Christ has authority over the church. And Christ is himself the Savior of the church, his body. And so wives must submit completely to their husbands just as the church submits itself to Christ. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. He did this to dedicate the church to God by his words, after making it clean by washing it in water, in order to present the church to himself in all its beauty, pure and faultless, without spot or wrinkle or any imperfection. And 28 says men ought to love their wives just as they love their own bodies. A man who loves his wife loves himself. I'm going to stop right there, man. The purpose of marriage is for I guess primarily for procreation, right, to produce offspring. And what Paul, did, what Paul is, I guess, what Paul is attempting to say here is that of all the people in our world who need to be believers, husbands and wives ought to. And the place, and I guess, the best place also to practice on a daily basis, our believing, is within the confines of a family. You, know, as a, as a as a single person, you stop and think about it. You can live your life, and rarely, and rarely, come into some of the situations that happen in families. If you if you look at this, you say to yourself, "Well, Paul, why are you, why are you calling it out?" It seems like it's obvious. Well, it's obvious that we ought to love one another, is not that? And we have a hard time with that. To be very honest with you, we struggle with that. And I'm going to submit to you that when we look at the responsibilities of husbands and wives to each other, we look at it, first of all, in our society. Our viewpoints are always who's in charge. And as believers, we know who's in charge. But yet still, we entertain the fact that maybe someone has more Authority than they should have. We entertain the authority that someone may be getting over on me when we know who the boss is. And somehow or another, we choose not to bow the me. If you stop and think about it, Conflict between any two people who profess to be Christians. I mean, think about this, y'all. A conflict occurs because somebody won't bow the knee to God. He turns around. Not only does he tell us to love one another. That's my. That's his new command, right? He tells us over here in Ephesians and 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 likewise I think in, in, in Colossians, submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence for Christ. Right. I'ma submit to you that your that's your reason for doing anything you do. And he's telling us flat out and out. And he already told us to love one another. Which, what's tougher? To love one another or submit to one another? I think they both are one and the same. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. And guess what? And if you don't love, you can't submit. Right. Amen. If you don't love, you cancel me. One of you scholars, tell me what First Corinthians thirteen says about love. Uh, the first verse. Somebody read. Which verse? Verse four. Thirteen four. It said love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. It is not proud. Well, that sure sounds like submission. That sure sounds like submission. And notice he stuck that up in the verse before he even mentioned Matthew. This is just anybody you run into. Submit. That's what love does. Love's not puffed up. And then when he then when he talks about it in in, in in a marriage, I mean, I've seen people get upset about the fact that they're gonna have to submit to their husband, and they never and they never hear the Lord saying in verse twenty five, "Husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church," and that sounds like to me that a wife should not accept nothing less been the perfect love of Jesus Christ for my husband. That's what you ought to be expecting. Mm-hmm. And to have any specta- any expectation less than that, you're not paying attention to what your Lord is saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to submit to you, and I, and, and, and I just celebrated 53 years of marriage wow. yesterday. Congrats. We miss all this. We miss all this playing our religion. We miss all this. The Bible is not joking when it says love one another. I mean Jesus puts it there as if, you know, if you love me, keep my commandment, right? Oh I love the Lord. Right. I love him. But don't don't back me in the corner. And all of a sudden, his his command is you know it's sort of out the window. You know we're so situational, but he is saying here, he is saying here in this particular part of the Scripture. And, and and when I when I got through studying this week, I I started at verse number one in chapter five and said, "Wow, wow!" And so we throw that little four four letter word around, L O V E. Just like we do them other four letter words. The Lord ain't joking. Right. And in verse 21, I mean, we you know, typically in church, when we get to chapter 5 of Ephesians, we're going to talk about husband and wife. Now, we're talking about the whole church. We're talking about every believer. Yeah. We're talking about every believer. And I guess it's because the Lord is so concerned about the environment that we put our children in, let me make sure these two get it. And one of the big and one of the biggest complaints in our society is what? Husbands and wives, that's where the biggest issue is going. Divorce rate skyrocket. Huh? Is it the divorce rate skyrocketing? Yes. The divorce rate is skyrocketing because so called Christians can't suck it up in love. And God forbid if we submit to one another because of your reverence for Christ. And guess what we don't guess what we don't do? Church? We don't call one another out about. It. We don't call we don't call folks out about. It. How did God create woman? a man. Somebody remind me. What did, he, did he do a little operation on Adam? Yeah, put him to sleep took a rib out of his side. Huh? Put him to sleep and took something out of him and formed him a help lead, right? Right. hmm And then somehow you have people who call themselves believers thinking that somehow or another God missed the mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God don't have no second second class children. He don't have children that's better than uh, better than one another. We all we're all the same spiritually. We're all equal. I mean, Paul said so. so it that way over in Galatians, I think in chapter three. There's no Jew. There's no Gentile. There's no slave. There's no free. There's no man. There's no woman. We're all the same in Christ. Yeah. But guess what our problem is? We won't stay in Christ. We right. spend more time in ourselves. In Christ, no problem. In the church, no problem. It look like we're the happiest married thing there ever was. But here, but here, I mean, and to me, this verse twenty-one is probably the key thing in this whole section of scripture. Submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence, your respect, your 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 love, your 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 measure of Christ. And I and I suspect I, I like Paul because Paul can Paul can use words and manipulate words quite well. Then yeah, he turns around and says, why I submit to your husband as a do? But it's the word submit. And I'm going to submit to you if you're loving anyone, you submitting to them. If you truly love them, you bend over backwards for them. You take abuse for them. Take ingratitude for them. Why? Because you love them. And guess what love does? Guess what love does? And in so many words, this is is absolutely true. Love looks beyond their faults and sees their need. And I submit if you allow yourself to be spiritual, when you look beyond people, you'll see how far away from God they are because God is what they need. And then love brings them, brings them, just like the apostle Andrew or I think it was Andrew. Every time he turned around, Andrew was bringing somebody to Jesus. He acted like that was his job, and it is his job. And and as we love people, I mean, the first thing that ought to come to our mind: this person needs a closer relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And love says, because we love Christ the way we do we'll do whatever's necessary to get them to our Lord. And what does this got to do with marriage? If we're not going to submit, if we're not, if uh, wives submit, but he also said husbands submit. Yeah. Even we, I mean, we read the scripture, scripture and we instantly sort of divide it up into groups and categories. We are all Christ, yeah. Isn't that right. what we're doing for Christ? Don't, don't don't we submit to our husband? We are his bride, right? Right. Don't we submit to Christ? And so when you get into the so when you get into the the, the fuss about roles in marriage. I mean, I think in 1 in, in, in Corinthians uh, 11, doesn't he say that, that this, this same Paul says, now, the husband is the head of the wife. Uh, Christ is the head of the church. God is the head of Christ. Does your Bible say that? Yep. So now... So so and, and he's saying that from a standpoint of what? Authority. Yep. Even after Jesus even after Jesus completes his church, think about this, y'all. The Bible says he's going to present his bride to his father. He's going to present the whole thing to God the Father. Even though God has designated him as Lord of Lords, King of Kings, He's going to in turn Present the whole thing to his father. Anybody dare guess why he might do that? Why he intends to do that? Because he loves his father. Yeah. Because he loves his father. Out of reverence to God. Hmm. And so, and so, when you look, so when when you look at this whole thing. Then you say to yourself because you know we sort of we sort of flippantly go into marriages, yeah, and we go in and we go into marriages more physical than spiritual, more emotional than spiritual that's good. I'm not sure what I, I'm. I must be honest. I'm not sure what my I'm not sure what my spiritual state was when I married in 1966. I'm not sure. I've been in the church all my life, but I'm not sure how much the church was, had been in me all that time. What Paul is writing here for believers is, hey, let's not let not let's not go backwards into this thing. Let's go into this with knowledge. Let's go into this with some wisdom. Let's go into this having taken care of the first relationship first. I'm rightly related to God. Because guess what? Now, you back up to verse 18, same chapter. Don't get drunk with wine, which is only ruining you. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. How are you going to get filled with the Spirit? You're going to have to belief. You're gonna to have to become a believer for any of this to even apply to you. And and then he turns around and illustrates like this. And I, I I didn't catch this until later in my study. Do not get verse eighteen, do not get drunk with wine, which will only ruin you. Instead be filled with the spirit. He's talking about the spirit of God, right? Mm-hmm uh-huh. Speak to one another with the words of psalms, hymns, and sacred psalms. Sing hymns and psalms to the Lord with praise in your hearts. Isn't that what we believers do? Uh-huh. Isn't that what we believers do? We speak to speak to one another this way, right? We sing in psalms. Psalms. Verse 20 says, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, always give thanks for everything to God the Father. That, to me, that describes a belief. That's what believers do. That's the state believers are in. We're right with God. Yeah. And now we turn to one another. And the marching orders to one another is, first of all, I got to love you. Hmm. I don't care if you're, no, if, if, if you're one another enemy. I got to love you. <laughs> huh? Yes, sir. I don't care if you're my boss. I got to love you. Yeah. I don't care if you're my neighbor. I got to love you. <laughs> and... What's so hard about love submitting itself? It's almost like you're getting a double dose of love. I love you because the Lord told me to love you. Now I'm gonna submit myself. I'm gonna lay down my life for you. To me, that's what submission—that's that, that, what submission means. beautiful. I do what's necessary for you. That's good. That's my attitude. Mm. I don't even stop and think about it because that's what I'm supposed. to. That's what I've been made to do. I'm a new creation mm. in Christ Jesus, mm. and I've got. To, I, I, I have Christ to give. That's good. Y'all hear me? Yes, sir. He got us in such a box, it's we're almost foolish. The little religious and churchy kind of games we play. There's not a person you can walk up to and say to yourself, Well, I don't have to love this person. That's not what the Lord says. The Lord said, I'm going to give you a new commandment. You're going to love one another. And and thank thank God the people like Paul, Paul said, let me break it down for them so they'll understand what love does. Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or conceited or proud. I'm reading out the Good News Bible again. Love is not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love is not happy with evil, but is happy with the truth. Love never gives up, and its faith, hope, and patience never fails. Love is eternal. That's what love is, right? That's, good. Yes. That's what love is. Love is not a good feeling. Love work. is a righteous being. And then on top of that, what does what does John say in in his epistle? God is love. The personification of love. And we stumble all over it. We stumble all over it. We get our feelings hurt. We keep forgetting that we've been bought and paid for. Huh? Yeah. When I when I when I love and submit to one another, if I when when I love one another and submit to one another, God can then say, Well done, Jim. Well done, Cody. Well done, and, and, and guess what? I I haven't gone over and beyond the call of duty. I've just done what I was told to do. I've just done what I was saved to do. And so, when you get in a family, when you get in a family situation, I don't know if you I don't know if you it, it dawns when you're not, but but outside of a family, we have no place else to show. Our salvation in the confines of a family is always on stage, yeah. front and center. That's true. Then we get to submit to one another and love one another freely. I guess I guess when I look back at at when I look back at my marriage, when I look back at, at, at the family, at, when I look at the, the, the child rearing and all that all I can do is thank thank God that He brought me through it. I look back and I say to myself uh, we did that yeah wow think about it if you if, if if you started out with this kind of knowledge on purpose to do those things so we have an awesome awesome we have an awesome responsibility those of us who who, who call ourselves we call ourselves believers we call ourselves believers and and, and, I, and i'm I, i'm a sum i'm gonna sum this up this way and i'm gonna shut up verse twenty says in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ I always give thanks for everything to god the Father. verse twenty one then says submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence for christ if you're doing anything that's not for christ you shame on you shame on you He's our reason for everything that we do. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. When someone asks you why you do what you do, I do this because I love Jesus. I don't need a fancy reason. I do this out of reverence to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so, it, I, I, I leave you with verse twenty-one. You can pick apart all the other things about being a wife and being a husband and all that stuff. I, I will say this. You can't be a good wife without Jesus. You can't be a good husband without Jesus. You can't be a good father without Jesus. You can't be a good mother without Jesus. You can't be a good child without Jesus. And the quicker we all grasp that, The Lord himself said, without me, you can do nothing. We need to plug into that one and stay there. I'm done, y'all. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.